a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. The headline coming out of the United Nations today from the speech of President Zelensky of Ukraine was a simple one, a short one. Take action. Or dissolve yourself. But if you look behind the headline, what is there? What can the UN do to show solidarity? Uh, What can they do beyond sending in armies and fighter jets to Ukraine? Make them a member? What else can be done? What should the conversation really be about? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. President Zelensky said it's our responsibility to make sure we can pass on an effective U.N. to future generations. Uh, In a speech that uh, was high on emotion and harsh on graphic images of atrocities committed by Russian forces inside of Ukraine, uh, it it was a, a call to action day from President Zelensky. Of course, he has pled. He has uh, asked, he has groveled, he, he has asked for all the things that uh, he needs to execute a war against Russia to defend Ukraine and its people. Uh, and now he, I think, came to a point where there, there needed to be a change in terms of uh, not just begging to become part of the UN, not just, uh, you know, wanting uh, the, the big firepower. He said, we, we really have to have a different kind of conversation about what the U.N. is. What, the, what does the U.N. actually mean, if anything? And what should be done about it? So I want to go to a part of President Zelensky's speech. Obviously, this will be the voice of a translator. Uh, but he said that it is our responsibility. It's all of our responsibility to pass on something to future generations. Take a listen. We must do everything in our power to pass on to the next generation an effective UN with the ability to respond preventively to security challenges and thus guarantee peace, prevent aggression and force aggressors to peace, have the determination and ability to punish if the principles of peace are violated. Uh, There can be no more exceptions or privileges. Everybody must be equal. All participants of international relations, regardless of economic strength, geographical area and individual ambitions. Zelensky went on to say that the the UN really has to act or it really should just dissolve itself. 
And now we need decisions from the Security Council for peace in Ukraine. If you do not know how to, uh, to make this decision, you can do two things. Either remove Russia as an aggressor and a source of war. So it cannot block decisions about its own aggression, its own war. And then do everything that we can do uh, to establish peace. Or the other option is please show how we can uh, re- reform or change, uh, dissolve yourself and, uh, and, uh, and work for peace. Or if there is no alternative and no option, then the next option would be dissolve yourself altogether. So I think it's a, an interesting framing by President Zelensky. Uh, he rightly points out the fact that uh, as one of the five uh, permanent members of the Security Council, uh, Russia has a veto power. So it can block any decision, including decisions that have to do with its own aggression and war against Ukraine. And so that's an interesting conversation. There's been some within the White House that have uh, agreed with that. We'll get to uh, the U.N. Ambassador, uh, Linda Thomas-Greenfield, in just a second. Uh, and so there is a, an interesting thing. Is, is the U.N. doing anything uh, if Russia, in the midst of uh, its war against Ukraine and its people, uh, if it can block all the actions of the United Nations... Uh, is that really mean the United Nations has a purpose at this point as it relates to keeping peace and to promoting peace around the world? It's it's an interesting philosophical uh, challenge. And, and so he asked then to do it different. Let's think about it different. Let's, let's reform. Let's create a way to suspend temporarily a nation that has aggressively crossed its borders or invaded someone else's sovereignty. Or is carrying out human rights abuse. Uh, And so it's very interesting when you look at those five permanent members. Of course, the United States, the United Kingdom, France, Russia, and China. Uh, Two of the five uh, are struggling on a host of human rights issues. And so if those two, it only takes one, but on any issue, if those two always have a veto power, what does that do? What does that conversation look like? I'm not sure the answer on that one. I'm trying to figure that one out of what does the U.N. really mean anymore if one of those two countries always has the ability to just block anything uh, with their veto. So can we only send uh, kind of shot across the bow messaging knowing that nothing will actually get passed or done? Uh, that's that's a challenge. Uh, I want to go now to uh, U.S. Ambassador to the U.N., Linda Thomas-Greenfield. She said that she agreed with President Zelensky that it is time for world leaders to do something. Now is the time to match those words with action and show the world that we can work responsibly. And I share President Zelensky's view that this moment requires responsible world powers and global leaders to show some backbone. And stand up to Russia's dangerous and unprovoked threat against Ukraine and the world. She went on to call on the U.N. to suspend Russia from the Human Rights Council. This is significant. Uh, This is a 
a little bit of a shift in terms of policy as it relates to the United Nation. And uh, so interesting that uh, she said, look, we, we have to do something different. Uh, and I completely agree with that. Uh, just saying, well, we can't do anything because this is how we've always done it, to me, doesn't quite stack up in the face of the atrocities that we've been witnessing. So she did call on the U.N. Uh, to actually suspend Russia and the message that would send to the Kremlin. Suspending Russia from the Human Rights Council is something we collectively have the power to do in the General Assembly. Our votes can make a real difference. Russia's participation on the Human Rights Council hurts the Council's credibility. It undermines the entire UN. And it is just plain wrong. So she's calling for Russia to be removed from the Human Rights Council, which is sort of a subset uh, and that's one that can be done by the General Assembly. So it wouldn't be the uh, veto power of the five permanent members. It would be all the members in General Assembly uh, would be able to vote on that to remove Russia from the Human Rights Council. I think that's an important message. I think that's worth doing. I Again, a lot of that's going to be symbolic in the end. Uh, but I think it's an important first step uh, in terms of, of saying, look, this is where we are. And in terms of further isolating uh, Russia from the rest of the world economically, uh, as you look at the uh, connection to, to governments, all of those things are, are important. We are standing by. Uh, there will be a White House briefing coming up shortly, and I'm anticipating that they will at least allude to this next round of sanction that the White House is expected uh, to announce tomorrow. But we'll bring that to you. Uh, and some insight from that press briefing when when that takes place. So as we look at this again, I, I think uh, President Zelensky is is rightly frustrated. Uh, he is tired of the excuses of we can't do everything and therefore we do nothing. And so he is calling on the UN to do something, to think differently, to be creative, uh, to look at something that can be helpful. Uh, to those that are suffering inside of Ukraine. And that's a conversation we have to get to. It's we're, we're past this motion kind of let's have another meeting to plan a meeting to plan a meeting or let's get a blue ribbon panel to dis to discuss things. Uh, it's time for forward movement. And that's what President Zelensky is asking for. And I think that's the kind of conversation that the world and each one of us need to engage in. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.